Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I am Jason Monroe and this is episode 22. But it's also episode one of a new season. So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on at Monroe HQ. Um, I've, I've moved a lot of stuff around. I've transferred five different systems to a single system. Uh, I'm at my in-laws caravan right now. Uh, and I've spent, this is the fourth day here, organising all this stuff because it's a mahoosive amount of work. And I needed to not be a dad, a husband, a dinner cooker, a cleaner and everything in between for a few days so that I could get this done and I got the majority of it done, which included moving this podcast from my previous host over to this new one. So I am going to call this a new season. I don't know how that shows up at your end, if at all, um, but it does at my end. Right, today we are going to talk about fad diets because I've been talking about it a lot recently talking about it with my members. I went live on uh, in the Facebook group with my members, but also on Instagram last night. So I thought it would be a good one to highlight again while it's all still fresh in my head. <laughs> the reason it's an important topic to cover is that fad diets are designed to pull on your heartstrings. They are designed to manipulate you, to play on your feelings and play on your emotions. Um, one of the most annoying things that I have to do, not as a nutritionist, as a business owner, is marketing. And I detest it, to be perfectly frank. It's, it's a huge amount of work. Um, and it's unavoidable. And there are, there's good marketing in the world and there is bad marketing. So for me... My job with marketing is to get in front of the eyes of the people that I know I can help, okay? That's good marketing. You provide a service, that service is good, it helps lots of people. However, there are however many billions of people in the world and a very, 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 like less than 1% portion of that fuck, way less than 1%, God, it must be ridiculous the, how low the number is, know who you are and know that you exist, right? So marketing then, the goal is to get your service in front of the eyes of the people that it can help. And then we have bad marketing, dodgy marketing, where people are just trying to sell you something. Here is this thing I have, here's a list of false promises, give me your money. And that's what fad diets do. They tap into your emotions. They sit down and analyze the type of person that you are. What does this person struggle with? What do they get upset about? Ultimately, they want to lose weight. Right, let's tell them they are going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Now we've got your attention. You are going to look your best, feel your best. The reason I started talking about marketing there was because, like I didn't, I didn't get this before, but now I just see it everywhere. It completely loses. When you become a business owner and when you dip into marketing and you dip into advertising, 
it doesn't have the same pull. It, it takes a very good ad now to get my attention because I've spent so much time analysing them and learning about them and dabbled in them myself from time to time. I've done lots of courses. I've sat through lots of webinars. I've listened to lots of different marketers explain marketing. And, you know, now when an ad pops up, I just read it and think, God, the person that reads this, who it's for, has got no chance. They are going to buy this thing, you know, because you read the copy on it. The copy is the writing that goes with the ad, in case you don't know. I didn't know once upon a time. Copy, the copywriting. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I've got templates and it's like pain point, pain point, pain point. Benefit, benefit, benefit. And it's horrible. I, I really, really detest it. But that's what these fad diets do. So anyway, how do fad diets work? First of all, they have great marketing, great bad marketing. So great marketing in the sense that they have analysed the type of person that they are trying to appeal to. They have broken down every single challenge, every problem, every struggle, every pain point, which is a horrible marketing term. It basically means not physical pain, but the, the, the I mean, it can potentially be physical pain, but more the mental pain the life pain of this problem. And th and they hook onto that. Imagine waking up and not feeling bloated anymore. Imagine waking up and not being tired anymore. Imagine waking up full of energy instead of screaming at your kids in the morning to get ready for school and then they start bringing your kids into it to tap into your guilt. Imagine this, imagine this. Well, we've got just the thing for you for the low cost of whatever, 47, 97, 997, it always ends in a 7. Some psychological thing where if something's 497, we don't think of it. If something's 499, we think of it as 500 pounds. If something's 497, we don't think of it as 500 pounds. Another crazy marketing thing that absolutely works. Um, so yeah, they sit down with their fat, forget the fad diet for the moment. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't work, right? Fad diets are things that come, gain massive popularity, and then disappear once everybody realizes they're a load of shit. I have been in this game since early 2017, not quite as a nutritionist helping people, but in this space, putting out content, and I can now join this world properly. In early 2017, I have seen countless things come and go. I think the reason I wanted to I, I wanted to cover this one recently was that I had lots of people message me about, or I have lots of people message me about various diets. What What's your opinion on this? What's your opinion on intermittent fasting? What's your opinion on blood type diet? What's your opinion on blood sugar diet? And it just... Like, I don't mind the questions and I'm quite happy to help people, but it just gets very tiresome. Because I know that I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. Because there will always be a next diet and a next thing. And a, what's your opinion on this? And what do you think of that? And blah, 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 blah. Again, I don't mind it. I love questions. I love helping people. I love fucking saving people from going down the road of doing stupid things that are completely unnecessary, unnecessary, a waste of time, 
a waste of money and just going to become one more thing for you to add to your lengthy diet history. So, um, if you are pretty content living in the ignorance is bliss world and believe that one day a yo-yo diet is going to click for you and you'll somehow go from yo-yo dieting to never having to diet again, just stop listening. I don't want to ruin the fantasy for you because I'm going to shatter it probably during this brief episode. Um, but for the rest of you that are determined to change and want better for yourself and those around you, keep reading. When I say those around you, what does dieting do to you and how does that affect the people around you? You know, what are you like when you're hangry? What are you like when your family's eating something that you're not allowed or you're or you can't have or whatever other terrible thing? You know, whatever the reason is for you not being able to eat as a family. So it's not just you that's affected. It's the people around you that are affected. So there is one thing that 80 to 90% made up figures, but I'm probably not far off the mark. 80 to 90% of diets in the world have in common. It's this. They are holidays. Fad diets, yo-yo diets, they are holidays. And what I mean by that is, first of all, we have your normal diet, your normal daily diet. The word diet, by definition, is the types of foods that a person or a group habitually consumes. So whatever you, let's say that you're not trying to lose weight right now, you're just... I don't know, eating normally, whatever normal means to you, it varies wildly from person to person. Whatever you woke up and had for breakfast, for a snack, for lunch, for an afternoon snack, for dinner, for supper, and everything in between, that is your diet. The foods that you habitually consume on a daily basis. Now, some diets are great and they are well balanced and your body gets everything that it needs and it gives it, it meets your energy needs and it doesn't lead to weight gain. Some people's diets are nutritionally poor and their body's needs aren't met and they feel tired and they feel lethargic and they overconsume and they gain weight. So, yeah, your, your regular daily diet is just whatever it is that you have. And that includes everything. Nothing, you know, that chocolate isn't extra on top of that. Alcohol isn't extra on top of that. Your diet is everything that you habitually, regularly consume. That's what your diet is. So your normal diet is the food and drink that you have when you're not dieting with an outcome in mind, like weight loss, okay? You don't think about it too much. It's just what you do, what you've always done. And when eating and drinking like this, you probably gain weight. And I can say that because I, I assume... It's a safe assumption that most people listening to this are people who want to lose weight. Not only lose weight, but learn to lose weight for the last time. So if you are gaining weight, it's because your normal, your normal daily habitual diet doesn't just meet your body's energy needs. Now, energy needs, when I say energy needs, I just mean calories. We're not talking about your nutritional needs uh, 
which macronutrients you need, which micronutrients you need, vitamins, minerals, etc. We're not talking about that. We are simply talking about, because your, your weight isn't determined by those things. Your, your weight is determined by the amount of fuel that your body needs and the amount of fuel that you put in. So if you need 2,000 calories, but your average intake, because of the amount of calories involved in your normal diet, is 2,500, you'll gain weight. So, bringing it back to fad diets, you're going about your daily business, your normal diet, your normal diet leads to weight gain, and then you reach a trigger point. Most people have a trigger point, and I'm noticing this more and more when people have perhaps let, you know, just kind of disappeared from the group, something's happened in their life, they've disappeared, they come back. There are some people that have done this two or three times, and when I go back to look at their history of working with me in the, the one-to-one group, um, you know, I'll go back and see their start weight two years ago was the exact same as what it is two years later. This has happened a lot recently, kind of like through the pandemic times. I worked with many people from 2018, 2019, 2020, and then the pan, you know, they left before the pandemic and then they come back 21, 22, 23. Lots of things have changed. You know, maybe they, they used to work in an office and then they started working from home and it's just turned their life upside down. They're next to a kitchen all the time. Da, 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 right? Life changes, we change. We need to learn to, you know, habits and things that were created during certainty and routine can very easily go out the window following something like we all went through. Anyway, the point is, I see it quite a lot with people who have maybe rejoined two or three times. I can go back to their start weight, the first time, their start weight, the second time. Um, sometimes they've gone the distance, reached their goal weight, but then something's happened. Sometimes they've just disappeared off the face of the planet. And I don't, I'm not, this isn't Slimming World. I don't hassle people. I don't tell them they'll be welcome back at group. I don't beg them to come back again. If people want to leave, that's up to them. They know where I am if they ever decide that they want to come back again. Um, I'm not, <laughs> God, I don't do what someone sent me recently. Basically, a Slimming World consultant sliding into someone's DMs in the most roundabout way asking, are you still fat? I should probably share that one on Instagram. Anyway, they come back and they are almost the exact same weight. And it's funny because this is what feeds that idea that our bodies are just supposed to be at a certain weight. I see that so often where People say, oh, you know, is it true that your body has a set point? Maybe I'm just supposed to be this way. I just did a testimonial recently, actually. Um, someone that got married and she lost a massive amount of weight, five stone. And, you know, in her testimonial, that was one of the things that she said. You know, I thought I was just supposed to be this way. I kept going back to whatever it was, 16, 17 stone, something like that. Um, 
just kept going back there all the time. But it's a psychological thing. It's not, oh, this is where my body wants to be. Your body does not want to be obese. Your body would love to be a healthy weight, but it's more an upstairs in the head thing where you reach a trigger point, which might be something like maybe you can't get your trousers but getting buttoned up. Sorry, maybe you can't get your work trousers buttoned up. Uh, it could be seeing a certain number on the scale. It could be seeing yourself in a photo. It could be wh whatever your trigger point is. You know, maybe there's a certain bit on your body that you notice when it's getting a certain weight and then you decide to diet. So it's not that your body's going back to a certain weight. It's that it goes to a place where you notice something and you say, right, it's time to do something about this. Um, and quite often it it's an exact number and I've seen that quite a lot. Um, so whatever the trigger point is, you decide that it's time to lose weight. And this is where it already starts going pear-shaped because you're you're already focusing on the wrong thing. Rather than saying, I need to do something about my current diet so that it stops leading to weight gain all the time, you start Googling diets. You start looking for something else to do temporarily to make your weight come down. Okay, you are on Google looking for a diet holiday. Because that is what 80 to 90% of the diets in the world are. They are not long-term approaches to eating that you can follow for the rest of your life. They are ridiculous combinations of unnecessary extreme restriction, food combinations, whatever else, right? So low-carb, low-fat, the blood sugar diet, the blood type diet, fast 600, fast 800, Fast 800 keto, Exante, high protein, intermittent fasting, Herbalife, Juice Plus, Slimming World, Weight Watchers, the one-to-one -one diet. The list is endless and it's not getting any shorter, people. The list just grew. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say that we are at a time right now in February 2023 where more and more new diet protocols are coming out than ever. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it feels like to me. It feels like there are more new approaches coming out than ever before. From since January until now, I've got a, in our local Sainsbury's, I hate it so much. It's so ridiculously expensive, but it's our closest supermarket by about 10 minutes. So if we need milk or bread or the usual stuff, I'll go to it anyway. They have a stand in there that is just diet books. And as a nutritionist, of course, I look at it all the time. And you know what really gets me? There is there there are no diet books on the shelf in your local supermarket that are normal. Because normal isn't sexy. Normal doesn't sell. Nobody wants to be taught that they need to eat fruits and vegetables and lean protein sources and just balance things a bit better. People want extreme restriction. They want to do stupid things because they think it's going to get them better results. And that's why people then send me messages. What do you think of this? Fast 600, fast 800, fast 800 keto, blood sugar, blood type. So the people that create these diets are travel agents, right? I want you to think of them as travel agents, 
Herbalife Coaches, Juice Plus Coaches, Cambridge Weight Plan, Consultants, whatever they call themselves, they are diet travel agents. And they want to take you on a diet holiday. Because that is all these diets do. They give you a break, some temporary relief from the real issue, the real issue that you're failing to address. The real issue being the fact that your normal diet is the thing that leads to weight gain. Okay, and it's this problem that they don't want to address. I'll talk about that in a bit, but they don't want to help you change. You know, the fast 600, fast 800s, these are not diets. You're, you're not going to have 600 calories a day for the rest of your life. You would die. Similar to 800. You would just die a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they, they don't address the real issue They just help you avoid them for a while So they take you on a little holiday By giving you something else to do That isn't your normal You stop doing whatever your version of normal is The same normal that led you to gain weight in the first place And you go on a little diet holiday Following whatever this new thing is that you're throwing your money at and what is the unfortunate truth about all holidays? All holidays must, correct, come to an end. And when they do, you need to head home again. Back to reality. Back to normality. The same normality that led you to a place where you started googling diets in the first place. So when it comes to our diet and we go back to normality, we're going back to everything attached to that, which includes going to that same approach, the same habits, the same foods, the same routines that led you to gain weight in the first place. And yes, you've lost some weight, probably. Any diet in the world will work, provided you can force yourself to stick to it for long enough and it puts you into calorie deficit. And I use the term work very loosely. Unless your intention is to yo-yo diet. Diets, these diets are not working for you. I see this every single day in the one-to-one -one coaching group, right? New people join. We do their starting stats. Tell me about your dieting history is one of my questions just because I want to know what their background is. And it's just the usual, right? Weight Watchers, a dozen times. Uh, Slimming Worlds, a million times. This, 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 and this. And they'll even go so far as to say, oh, Slimming World really worked for me. It's like, no, it didn't. You've been 26 times. It absolutely did not work. It had 26 chances to work, and it didn't. It's not going to work. But it's it, that's people's perception of what work means. Slimming World, etc., they create the illusion of success. Remember, they are not trying to help you solve the real issue. They are just trying to help you change the outcome of the issue, right? Your weight, always please, if, if you're ever going to, if you're going to take anything away from this episode, and I've probably said this plenty of times throughout the other episodes, if you're going to take anything from, from this, it's that your weight is not the problem. You, nobody, I don't want to say in the world, because there are people who carry weight that isn't dictated by 
the usual things, but if we remove them from the situation, there is nobody in the world that has a weight problem. Because your weight does not do anything by itself. It did not get to where it is on its own. You put it there. Not intentionally, but it happened through your actions, through a complex combination of things that equated to consuming a level of calories that you did not need. Because you didn't need them, because they were surplus to your requirements, they were stored as body fat. So nobody has a weight problem. But these people sell you solutions to a weight problem. They sell you solutions to a problem that you don't have. Your problem is your normal. And this is, this is where I step in. This is what I focus on with the people I work with. I, my goal with everyone I work with is to give them a new normal. I don't do the end. I don't sell them a solution to a problem they don't have. I make sure they understand that they don't have a weight problem. First and foremost, for me to be able to work with someone, they need to be on the same page as me. They need to understand the things they need to understand so they can bring about lasting change. And that can be very difficult to do when someone has spent the last 10, 20, 30, sometimes even 40 and 50 years of their life yo-yo dieting. Every year for decades, chasing a number up and down. It's all that they know. And it can be very difficult to communicate a, a different way to them, a, you know, give them a different way of, of thinking and viewing it to help them break out of this never-ending cycle. So remember, your weight is not the problem. Your weight is the result of probably numerous other problems that need to be solved. That's, I said this last night on the, the live that I did. You know, my job as a nutritionist, I spend very little time as a whole actually helping people eat better. <laughs> Most of my time is spent on other stuff, problem solving, reasons behind why people can't do things, looking at their screen time, looking at their time management, looking at their organisation, looking at their meal planning. Because if people don't feel like they have time or anything like that, then they can't do anything else. Once we get those things organised, then, yes, we can absolutely look at eating better and improving your diet and helping you lose weight. Um, but the vast majority of my time is spent helping people people work on what's going on upstairs because if you don't change the way that you think you will never change anything else because your weight is a result of what goes on upstairs yes it's part of your eating yes it might be your activity level might be your drinking habits but you're the one that makes all of those decisions every decision that you make is a carefully whether you realize it or not is a carefully thought out thing and you always make the choices that you want to make. This is the best possible decision I could make for me right now, even though it's not helpful in the long term, even though it's going to lead to weight gain. In that moment, you make that choice because you want to. 
So most of my time is spent under, helping people understand why they want to do those things, explaining why it's going to be unhelpful and incompatible with the goal they're working towards, and making sure they clearly understand what their goals are, what they're working towards, and also what their life will have to look like in order to achieve that. What will, will their diet have to look like to achieve that? How will their organisation and time management and meal planning have to look like to achieve that? And this is what I mean. This is what I do. I help people change their normal because I do not want, in the kindest possible way, for those of you that are members just now and will go on to become members in the future, I don't want to see you ever again coming through my virtual doors because my job is to help you to the best of my ability and help you so well that I I, and no one else sees you walking through their doors to do anything about your weight ever again. And this is why I say that 80 to 90% of diets out there are the same. They are, you know, I'm in the this very, very small minority of people that does not want to milk you for money for the rest of your life and make you pay the same money to keep losing the same weight over and over and over again. I have worked with people in their early 20s that have a potential lifetime of dieting ahead of them. And I take that responsibility very seriously. Like you wouldn't believe. Because I know what, you know, I, because, I, because I've worked with people at the opposite end of the scale in their late 60s who have that lifetime of dieting behind them. If someone comes to work with me in their early 20s, I have a, an incredible opportunity and a huge responsibility to be a positive stepping stone on that person's journey through life. And it's an opportunity for me to make a huge impact on them, to not be the person at 67 years old who's been going to Slimming World since they were 12 or 13 because their mum took them. Just take a moment to think about that. Think about how many years you have been dieting for. When did you start your first diet? For many people that I work with, it was usually their early teens and it was usually encouraged by a parent um, to take them along to whatever they were going to. So think about how many years it's been and all the things that you've done and how it was just the same recycled approach bottled up under a different name or maybe the same name if you kept going back to the same place every year or multiple times every year. Same thing, bottled up, resold to you under a different name, each time bringing you new hope, and then letting you down every single time. If you have been dieting for 5, 10, 20, 30 years, you are going to be dieting for another 5, 10, 20, 30 years. If your approach to your weight doesn't change. If you don't stop treating your weight as the problem and instead focus on solving all the problems that lead to your weight. Another thing I said on the live last night 
was if a plumber came to your house to fix a leak and he fixed it, said that's it, job done, he went away, two days later it started leaking again, you would get him back the first time to fix it and he'd say right that's it now and then it started leaking again and at this point you're like does this guy know what he's doing, I'm going to phone him, let's get him back again and he comes back for a third time and says that's it this time, gives you some bullshit and says got it this time, that'll be you. Two days later, it starts leaking again. Now, at this point, you're thinking, right, I need to get someone else in here. I'm not going to get this guy back for a fourth time. He's obviously an imbecile. Let's get someone better. You would not get the same guy back 10 times, 20 times, 30 times to keep fixing the exact same thing over and over and over again in the hope that one of these times he's going to get it right. And yet, this is exactly what you do with your weight. You go to Slimming World, you lose some weight, you stop going, you gain some weight. And then you go back again and again and again. I don't know what the record is. I've never really kept track of it. But... I think someone once said in a testimonial that they used to join Slimming World three to four times a year and had done for like 20 plus years. She had also, um, she'd also like traveled farther and farther afield because she got very embarrassed about having to go back so much. She got to a point where she had tried all the groups within a whatever mile radius. Um, so yeah, whatever that adds up to, 30, 40, 50 times, crazy, trying to, you know, trying to force this approach that has not worked for you, or you believe it's worked for you because you believe that changing your weight is the outcome you're trying to achieve, and it isn't, that's the temporary outcome. It doesn't give you a new normal. If you don't change as a person, if a diet or a dieting period does not change you as a person and it only changes your weight, your weight will not stay where it is for long. So, coming back to this to round it off, what time are we at? Jesus, have I been talking that long? 35 minutes. So, what should you be looking for in a dietary approach to follow? Bringing it back to the holiday theme. Look for something that is a one-way ticket, not a return trip. Okay? Slumming World, Weight Watchers, Fad Diets, Yo-Yo Diets, all of that crap. They are return trips. They take you on holiday for a little while, weight loss. But all holidays have to come to an end before you go back to normality weight gain. Look for something that is a one-way ticket. Look for something that's actually going to change you and not just your weight. Okay, and that's the reason that I created the Monroe Method. 
I created it not to be a diet, not to be something you can start or stop, not to just be something you do for a little while to lose some weight. If that's how people approach it, and sadly that's how many people do, um, I was very naive once upon a time to think that people, you know, I was just going to change the world and people would just come in and do the stuff and be changed forever. But it doesn't matter the lengths that you go to, the things that you explain, the daily posts that we do, the videos that I do. It doesn't matter how much of that you talk about. I mean, this podcast episode, you are listening to it right now and the vast majority of you are probably going to continue yo-yo dieting. You're not going to take this advice. You don't have to. It's completely optional. But you are going to try a fad diet. You're going to go back to Slimmer World. You're going to go back to Weight Watchers. You know, it doesn't matter how how much truth you tell, how much you open people's eyes, there is still that pull, that lure, that what if, what if it works this time? What if this time's different? And that comes back to what I said in the beginning. That comes back to marketing. Manipulative marketing, pulling on your emotions, tugging on your pain points, promising you the world, giving you that little bit of hope that you can do it the easy way. But, should I throw this in here? Let's throw this in here. I did this little money analogy in the group on this exact topic, okay? How best to explain it? It was easier to do it in a visual. Um, Let's imagine that someone is not very good with money. And... Every month, they are in their overdraft. Doesn't matter what they do, they get to the end of the month and they are in this £500 overdraft. Now, to change that situation, you've got two options. Well, probably three options. No, two options. You can either... Make changes to your spending habits so that you don't end up in your overdraft because the fact that you're in your overdraft, remember, the very same as what your weight does, being in your overdraft isn't the problem. There is an imbalance somewhere else between income and outcome, the exact same as how your body weight works. Your weight isn't the problem, your input-output is the problem leading to the weight issue. If you have a money issue, the money isn't the problem. It's not doing anything by itself. You have an income outcome issue. Now, you have two options. You can change your spending habits, which is like changing yourself as a person. Or you can sell some stuff and temporarily change your situation fad diet. So you decide, right, I'm going to get myself out my overdraft. Think about it, you know, every single month I'm ending up in my overdraft. I know I'm going to go sell some stuff. I'm going to raise £500. So you go on Vinted, Depop, eBay, Facebook Marketplace, whatever people are doing these days. Um, You sell a bunch of stuff, you get the £500, you come out your overdraft, brilliant. 
you get to the end of the month, you're back in your overdraft again. But now you have less stuff. So you sell some more stuff and you raise £500. Great, you're back in your overdraft, your overdraft again. And now you have less stuff. You are not changing as a person. You are temporarily changing your financial situation, but you are still the person that spends every penny you've got and keeps going back to your overdraft. The only thing limiting your spending is the fact that you have a £500 limit on your overdraft. And that's the trigger point, right? That's the same as your weight. You reach a trigger point and you want to lose weight. You reach a trigger point, £500 overdraft, need to sell some stuff, great, I'm fine for a while, back in it again. Versus changing as a person. So you take a look at your spending habits. I am spending £6 a day in Costa Coffee. I am spending £8 a day on Boots Meal Deal. I am whatever it is. And instead you say, right, coffee. I'm going to start having coffee on a Friday as a treat at the end of the working week instead of doing it every day. In fact, I'm going to buy myself a thermal mug. I'm going to use my coffee machine that I even have in the house. I'm thinking of a particular person that I work with who has multiple coffee machines and still goes to Starbucks every day. Um, but I'm going to buy myself a thermal mug. I'm going to make a coffee in the house and I'm going to take that with me instead of stopping at Costa or Starbucks every day. And on Friday, I'll take myself to Costa or Starbucks. I'll enjoy it even more because I'm not doing it on a daily basis. It will feel special and it will be a treat. Great. And now, at the end of the month, you're a few hundred pounds richer. Do the math. Six pounds a day <laughs> multiplied by maybe Monday to Friday or maybe seven days a week. It's a lot of money. The money you spend on meal deals. On Friday, I will buy myself a meal deal. The rest of the time, I'll make a packed lunch at home. You get to the end of the month and you're not in your overdraft. And it's the same the next month and the next month and the next month because you've changed something about your spending habits. You've changed as a person. So the result is changing. Anyway, I hope that's been helpful. Um, takeaways from this one. Fad diets are holidays. People who sell fad diets are travel agents. Holiday, sorry, diet travel agents. They want to take you on a little holiday. Remember, that's how these diets work, by the way. I don't think I said that at any point, but that's how these diets, if we can use the word work. If your goal is just to temporarily change your weight, then yes, they are working. Not because, I didn't say this, did I? Not because there is anything special about the diet. It does not matter what it is. Herbalife, Juice Plus, Slimming World, Weight Watchers, right? It doesn't matter what it is. That diet, it's, it's the absence of what you normally do to gain weight that is leading to your weight loss. That's it. You have stopped doing the thing leading to weight gain and replaced it for a while with someone else. That's why any diet works. That's how any diet works. By stopping you from being you for a while and giving you something else to do in its place. So it's not the diet, it's the absence of your normal. 
So hopefully I have now absolutely hammered home the point that no diet in the world is going to save you. No fad diet or yo-yo diet is going to change your weight for any length of time. It is completely and utterly unavoidable that you will have to change as a person if you do not want to yo-yo diet for the rest of your life. Because that's that's what lies ahead of you. If you carry on the way that you are, if you keep going back to these diets, because remember, weight loss isn't the end result. They are just as responsible for the subsequent regain as they are for the weight that you lose. But because you're not paying them anymore, because you're not going anymore, because you're not eating or drinking their product or going to their groups, you think that you're done with them. And that, again, is how they manipulate you. Oh, look, when you're here, you do great. When you're on your own, look at all the weight that you gain. But when you're on your own, they have not taught you fucking anything. This is where they fall. This is where all these diets fall down. They do not teach you how to be successful on your own because if they did, how could they keep making money from you? The yo-yo diet industry across the world, sorry, the diet and yeah, the diet industry across the world is worth over 400 billion pounds. Now, and it grows every year. It's growing and growing all the time. Not because more and more people are becoming overweight. It's because more and more people are spending more and more money on more and more diets that don't work. You know, that the industry isn't helping people. You know, if, if the diet industry was helping people, we, we wouldn't see constant increases in obesity and people being overweight right? If, if the diet industry was helping in any way, things would be going in the opposite direction. We'd, we'd be looking at the industry saying, great job guys, all these high quality diets that you're creating that are helping people once and once only is working. Obesity rates are crashing. People are losing weight. People are healthy. <laughs> if, if that ever happened, the diet industry would start to shrink. If the diet industry ever starts to shrink, it will never happen. But if the diet industry ever starts to shrink, it, it, would, it would only happen because they were helping more people. You cannot, an industry can't keep growing and growing and growing because it's doing a, a great job when it comes to weight loss, right? If there is, I've said this before, if there is one place in the world where we should not be focused on return custom, it's helping people lose weight. Yet, that is what 80 to 90% of diets do. That's how they thrive. They thrive on return custom. Richard Samber, the former finance director of Weight Watchers, once said, it's successful, Weight Watchers, it's successful because 84 or 86% have to come back and do it again. That's where your business comes from. Those were the words from his mouth while he was the finance director, literally telling you that the 14 or 16% of people that don't come back again, you're not making money from them. It's the 84 to 86% of people that have to come back 
over and over and over again, that's where you make your money. And that's not just limited to Weight Watchers, that's across the board. So, stop booking return tickets when it comes to weight loss. Forget the fads, forget the yo-yo diets. Book a one-way ticket. Find something that is intentionally designed not with your future return custom in mind, with your future freedom in mind. Something that is designed to help you change as a person. Because when you change as a person, like you can kill two birds with one stone here, right? You can focus entirely on changing your habits, your knowledge, your behaviours, your diet, and simultaneously make the change to your weight that you want to make. And you can kill two birds with one stone. And when you do that, you win constantly. You win over and over again. There was a great quote by James Clear recently. And it was along the lines of something to do with focusing on the outcome. When you focus on the outcome, you might achieve the outcome and win once. But when you focus on the process that leads to the outcome, you win over and over and over again. So you can kill two birds with one stone and you can focus on changing as a person and working on all the underlying reasons that drives your weight behind why your weight does what it does while simultaneously making a change to your weight, which is what I do with everyone that I come into contact with in our private coaching groups. Or you can keep focusing on the wrong thing. You can keep focusing on the end result of the problem and just keep trying to change that instead and keep trying for the rest of your life. Do that exercise that I said. Add up the number of years that you have been dieting for and now add it on to the future. Is that what you want? Because if that's not what you want, then you need to stop doing what you've been doing for the last 5, 10, 20 30 years otherwise the future is going to look exactly the same don't let the fads lure you in don't let them manipulate you stop giving your money to the yo-yo diet industry make it your mission to do this once and do it for the last time and as ever if you need any help with that oh actually part of me coming away this weekend was to build my new website which i have now done. So go check it out, MonroeNutrition.com. Um, very proud of it actually because I've hated the website that I've had for the last while because I didn't like the process of the guy that made it for me. It took me a crazy amount of time to edit it myself and I just became so annoyed with it and it's been on my mind for ages but I've now resolved that so that's a big weight off my shoulders. Anyway, thank you for listening. This has went much longer than expected, though it's been a very passionate episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please, what I would love from you is to start screenshotting these. I can't say as you're listening to them because I've said it at the end now. Screenshot these. Share them on Instagram. Tag me. Put some of your insights on it. What have you learned? What are you going to change? What are you going to implement? What are you going to do now that you've listened to that episode? Put some little bullet points on it. Put it on your stories. Draw more people in to listen to it that you think might help. Send it to someone. 
Send it to that friend that you start all your diets with and say, listen, I think this needs to change. Listen to this and come back to me. Anyway, thank you as ever for listening. Um, yeah, I was going to say goodnight, but it's seven o'clock in the morning. So good morning. <laughs>